We're live. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with the Friday edition of the Stay Cash and Show. Evan, is my mic better today at all? Your mic is significantly better. <laughs> and apparently, right, I'm we're, out. apparently we were just testing that pre-show because I left the mics hot. <laughs> it's, all right, good. Is this good? Yeah, you sound uh, significantly better. You're like right, I wasn't good. talking about my cock. Yeah, seriously. We're talking about how Evan can't calculate units properly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is what happened. Evan's putting one unit on plus seven thousand parlays. <laughs> hey, but if we hit Evan, though, if we hit, you'll be happy. I mean, if we hit, yeah, that. if we hit one of those, then it, there'll that's, be a bill. My job's only promote. You know, I yeah. don't promote the losses. We don't so promote when we our hit, losses. I don't know. Only when winners. we hit, it'll be one unit. But when we don't hit, it's right, be right. If we point one unit, yeah, point one if we <laughs> yeah. lose it, and one if we hit it. Yes, the proper units are on the four D bets website, not Evans. Remember Kababble, Bill, when Kababble first started? <laughs> it's units. <laughs> he didn't even know what it was. Oh, he was making these fire soccer picks. He was absolutely killing it. And, you know, he wasn't a sports handicapper or tout before, right? He just bets on soccer. So he just had the units all fucked up. It was so funny. We were fucking cracking up. I think I remember uh, that. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny, dude. It was really funny. So uh, so I have to move at some point soon. So, Evan, you're going to say move when I have to move. I don't have to move right now because we're not getting there yet. You will see at the bottom, uh, which should be down here, the Tommy G Mayhem drafts, which we'll be talking about in a second. Uh, but first, let's uh, bullshit a little bit here. No Joey Rackets today. Where's Rackets, Bill? He's at a fucking Orioles game or some shit? It's Orioles game. He's, so that? he's like up the street from us, right? Or no. is he in Baltimore? No, he's in Baltimore. Oh, he's in Baltimore. Okay. Why would he go to? Why would he? Why did he go to Camden? Why did he go to Yankee Stadium? Because he's a Yankee. He's a Baltimore fan. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that makes sense to go there. He brought his son. Oh, uh, yeah, I think his whole family went. Yeah. Dad. Do you do all honesty? Do you hope they get fucking killed? Oh, 50 to nothing. <laughs> I hope his son is so bored by the second inning that he's screaming his head off that he wants to leave. Yeah. All right, if one more person talks about my fucking background on one of these shows, guys, I need 20 more hours in a day right now. Literally, 20 more, not five more, 20 more to get going what I'm trying to create for you by the start of football. The last, I, I can't even get anything set up. So, no, I have a helmet. That's all I have in here. I'm just, Bill's got to put my it. shelves in. Oh, yeah. Forget, I have half a helmet. Oh, speaking of helmets, look at my new helmet. Check this shit out, E-Money. Fucking right? Amon Ross St. Brown, baby. Amon Ross St. Brown. This is a gift from the great Luke Hoffman. Those are for oh, little little head people. For little heads. Little head people. Hoffman wore that Fucking in high school? Autograph mini Hoffman. Hoffman autograph mini helmet from Luke Hoffman. I am now up to my collection, for those of you who are wondering. We are up to, I have it right here, 57 Desmond Ritter cards, 57, with some bangers on the way. I mean, some bangers, bangers E on the way. Some fucking, uh, so we got some fire in here, some nice, nice ones, but we got some bangers. We got some fucking rookie patch PSA 10 autos coming to fucking jack this collection up. Right now, we got a couple autos in there, a couple, but, uh, President of the Desmond Ritter fan club. I want you guys all to make sure that Desmond Ritter uh, knows that I'm his biggest fan and we will get him on stay cash. And that is a vow to you 
I will get on stake cash. Him get on stake cash. We will get Desmond Ritter here at some point because there's no one bigger on the Ritter train. Evan, my goal is to have a thousand Desmond Ritter cards. A thousand by week by week one. By week one, I want a thousand Desmond Ritter cards. I want to have more Desmond Ritter cards than distributors have. I I feel I feel I feel like he could turn out like a Mariota. Oh, uh, or he could turn out like a fucking Joey Buckets. Who's we hurt? Joe Burrow on our hands. Who's hurt? Who's let's start, hurt? Let's start there. Who's it's hurt? good news, though. It's good news. Yeah, he's fine. It's calf strain. No injuries is good news. It was, it, but it, it was scary seeing the video. And what, dude, I watched it with Hoffman. Hoffman showed it to me. Hoffman, Hoffman's going like this. Keep in mind, I just spent like $1,000 on these auto Desmond Ritter cards, like when Hoffman was here, right? Like right in front of him. So he turns to me and he's like, oh my God, Tommy, I have the worst news ever for you. I'm like, what? He's like, I was like, football? He's like, yeah. I was like, quarterback? He's like, yeah. I was like, do not, do not tell me Desmond Ritter started. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I just, Holy <laughs> shit. I'm like, Imagine I got about $6,000 worth of cards coming. I got fucking a couple grand here and I got more than I'm going to be. But don't tell me that. He goes, no, worse. I go, he got cut? He's like, I'm like, what can I? He's like, no, Joe Burrow. And I'm like, oh no, I fucking melted. So Joey Burrow fucking drops my boy, my love child. Um, I got some burrows coming here too, but oh, you know what else? Bill Hoffman gave us me and Bill Rupp. Boom, little Caitlin. Bill Rupp, we got a little Caitlin Clark's, and I got my whole little fucking Jet Soiree here. I got Josh Gardner, Garrett Wilson, got, Garrett oh! Wilson, Brees Hall. Hoffman gave me an autographed coup. Autographed coup. We did a little box break. Me, Bill, and Hoffman yesterday didn't really pull anything major. I got a Mac Jones out of it, but. Um, so we're going to be ramping up the card shit, as you can fucking imagine. I'll probably drive yeah. the price of my own cards got, up by myself. I've got a couple thousand worth, worth of cards coming in the mail. Yeah, Bill has like 12 boxes of Optic on the way or something. No way. <laughs> Who goes online and buys 14 boxes of Optic? I just, we think totally differently. All I want to do is get the players I want and get as much and as many of them as I can. I'm a stock trader. So I want to either be right and flip it, you know, and have my own opinion on it. Like if Ritter goes off the first few weeks, his cards could go up three, four X and flip them and then keep the big ones I have, or I want to invest in them and then hope he turns out to be a pro bowler and fucking has a great career. Uh, and then, I'm done. No, no, no. I'm all done. All Bill wants cards. to do. All Bill wants no, to do. No, I got four million cards in that room over there. From 1988, 1990, that I thought was going to be worth millions when I was in my 40s. And you know what they're worth? Shit! <laughs> I'm not investing in cards. I'm ripping and throwing. I'm <laughs> ripping. All I want is one banana and then <laughs> sell it. I'm done saving, thinking, oh, I'm going to be a millionaire when I'm 40. Look, I got four million cards, five million Don Mattingly's. Yeah, they're worth shit. <laughs> so that just means you're bad at predicting which players are going to no, be awesome. No, everyone else, all you morons. Oh, by buying, the way, keep gone. buying the flawless for two hundred fifty thousand and every. What are you retarded? That card will be worth nothing in two years when the next one comes out. And that's the head of our box break shows that we're going to be doing. But uh, no, I actually do agree on some level. It's a major risk what I'm doing. E, I don't know how much you know about cards. The way you should do it is get into box breaks and get a nice plethora of like Hoffman's collection, right, Bill? 
Hoffman's got like some Justin Fields, some Mac Jones. He's got Wembenyanas. He's got, he's got a little bit of everything. Go. Ghost, what time is it and what day is it? <laughs> Bye. Everyone calls me. I can't even, even when I'm on my show, I can't get a break. He from laughs like, a, like a look at evil <laughs> like <genius. a> demon. <laughs> so, so there's two ways to do this, guys, if you're collecting cards, and then we'll get back into the betting stuff. You either do what I'm doing and go all in, right, on certain players and just bankroll it, say, I'm going to be right on this guy and I'm going to pay the dividends and I'm going to get the dividends if I'm right. Or you do what Bill and Hoffman do and you do mostly break. Hoffman's probably a hybrid of me and Bill because Bill just does breaks. He just wants to smash a $20,000 Wembenyana card, turn around the next day, sell the fucking thing and have a shit ton of money. So Bill's probably more of a day trader with it. I want to invest in the players that I love. Sometimes it goes wrong, like Bill said, where I do have about 257 Natron Means cards. Uh, Bill, do you remember Natron Means? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought Natron Means was going to be the fucking best running back in the history of the NFL. I got stacks of Natron Mean cards that are all worth about 10 cents each. So uh, I am tying my wagon to the D train, to the calm villain, Desmond Ritter. And I know this one's going to pay off for me. And you know who else I'm loading up on? E? I'm going to start. I don't need to rush before the season starts, but I'm going to be loading up on Zach Wilson too. His cards are like fucking here right now. There's nowhere to go but up. You only need. You have to get the cards that come out right away and sell them, bro. That's what's a different. That's a different strategy. Shit, You're wrong. That's no. a different uh, type of trading. Bill told me this when he was doing Sammy the stock market. Sammy Bosa said, get Bill, that's because those guys suck. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, they proved Griffey, to suck. Griffey is the best fucking player in the world. And I got 40 rookie cards worth on No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you what don't. do you mean? No, I don't. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Dude, it's a different era, Bill. These cards are fucking way more expensive. There's a Griffey. If you have a, if you have a Griffey, Bill, if you have a 1989 upper deck, Ken Griffey rookie card. It's worth $69,000. Bro, they're worth $100. The, the tops Ken Griffey rookie, if you have it in mint condition, dude. is worth $40,000. $100. Yeah, because yours are shit. That's pretty they're good. in shit condition. They're in shit condition. For $100. The Griffey rookies are worth a lot if they're in 10 condition. They're at least four or five grand, depending on which ones you have. But that was a different era. In this era, you should be flipping most of the cards that you're buying because Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, all these guys, they're going to be trash. They're not even going to be in a fucking league in three or four years. Mac Jones was going for fucking, he had $20,000 cards two years ago. Now it's Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's not going to fucking be a Hall of Famer. Stop it. Sell your Brock Purdy's, but hold on to your Burroughs. Hold on to your Mahomes. Hold on to Allens. Hold on to these guys that you know are going to have a long career. We will teach you how to do this. I am a buy low guy. I want Zach Wilson because he's his cards were a thousand dollars are now fucking eight bucks and no one wants them. That's when you buy them because like even Ritter, his third or fourth round pick, all he has to do is be Daniel Jones and this whole stack of cards right here goes ten x. That's all he has to do because right now his cards are priced as Zach Wilson. Everyone thinks he's going to be benched by week four. So if he goes even Daniel Jones level I'm good, with the fly. this is ten x. I'm with the fly. That fucking Wilson card would be right in my fucking GT Pro Performer spokes my fucking bike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Mayhem draft for a second before we get into the headlines and the picks. Hold on. Nunko said, check 
your text because he set up something for the Vegas thing. So if you have, you're talking about Vegas. Okay. Okay. All right. Good job, Ghost. Or maybe I should have let him on the phone for another minute. Maybe. Um, yes, I agree with you, Mike Smith. Burrow and Herbert are hold cards. Those are hold cards. Uh, so let me do this. Evan, I'm going to turn my thing. How am I doing? Perfect. That's Good? absolutely perfect. Look at me being a pro. Let me see if I can see it on the screen. It's going to be a So, all right. So I sent out the tweet, guys. Head over to at Tommy G returns to, and you will see. I'm going to pin the tweet right now for those of you just tuning in. If you want to party with us in Las Vegas, Nevada, this is how you do it. There's a pinned tweet right there at the top of my profile page. I don't know if you could see it. There we go. So it's a pinned tweet at the top of my profile page. We have the Mayhem Drafts are official. Now, this is Bill's still trying to get there. We're going to find out in the next few days uh, if Bill could uh, get a sitter for Jenna and how his mom's doing. So everything with Bill, got Bill, you know, we're rooting for your mom to be better all the time. Uh, as long as everything's good, Bill will be there. If not, he'll be at the next one. But right now we have Goat 100% confirmed. Scarface 100% confirmed. Enzo Amore. 100% confirmed. WWE wrestler, my boy. He's flying out there and going to be in the draft. So if you want to draft with Enzo Amore, come out there. We have Healy's coming out. Ghost and Sinene are coming out. Um, who am I forgetting? Hoffman's oh. coming out. Uh, we got a few subscribers that are already committed to come out. So this is going to be a, a pretty awesome draft that we have going on. What you're going to get, there's two drafts. There's one at 2 p.m. And then there's one at 7 p.m. There might be two at 2 p.m. and two at 7 p.m. because they're selling out. We're already almost full on, on both of them. So we might add another one next to it. But the one at 2 p.m. is going to be the $300 league. Okay? So that's going to be. Know, a, why do you keep saying three? Because it doesn't say 300 on the flyer. It's, I got. Let me explain. Just shut up. The one at two is the $300 league. The one at seven is the $1,800 league. With all these leagues, there's a $149 fee that covers foods, beverages, all that kind of shit included. That's the admin fee. That's what Bill was trying to cut me off for. So the total comes to $449 <laughs> for the one league and the $1950 for the other league, or $1949. Now, in these leagues, all the details are on the link on my tweet. And Evan, if you could put it in the description here, the link for the drafts. You'll go in there. Basically how it's going to go, we're all getting in on the 15th or the 16th. You're going to show up. You can meet us up maybe, you know, depending if you're cool or not, we might hang out with you on Wednesday, but we'll definitely hang out with you on Thursday because we have to. Uh, we'll be drafting with us. We're going to be at Circus Swim. For those of you that don't know what Circus Swim is, um, it's the sickest sports book uh, stadium swim out there in all of Vegas by far. This is it. You're going to be sweating your balls off that day. Shut up, Bill. I'm doing a promo. Can you stop shitting on everything I do? Balls. That's Circus Swim. So it's the one that you've seen online with the gigantic sports book. You've probably seen it with the 100-foot TVs. Somebody throw Tommy in a pool. Yeah, I'd like to throw you off a fucking bridge. So uh, we're going to draft at 2 o'clock for the smaller draft, 7 o'clock for the bigger draft. Right after that, we're going to the Legacy Lounge. You're going to be hanging out with us. We'll have a little VIP party there. And then I'm getting tables at either Hakkasan or Tau for that night. So this isn't just a draft. You're going to be chilling with us, me, Goat, and all the fucking maniacs all through the fucking night till 2 a.m. Uh, everything's on me outside of your flight and your draft. And then your rooms, we have a spec. Can I move back over, Evan? Is yeah, it still up good. there? You're good. All right. So your rooms, uh, also we have a sick room deal if you just go to the link. 300 bucks for two nights. And you get a $75 drink credit, a $50 gambling credit, and a $25 something else. 
So it's basically $150 for two nights. That's a That's wild deal. Yeah, it's a sick deal. Um, so it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be mayhem. And we're going to fucking tear this shit up to the moon. So uh, that's it for the mayhem drafts. Get over there, sign up now. Uh, I know in our Discord, Night Ghost has set up. Uh, he said, "Matt is all set up. I created a channel in the Discord for them to ask questions about Vegas. Tell them they can ask in there. So there should be a channel in our Discord. Let me just check. Uh-uh. Vegas Fantasy. Let me move that to the top. So it's right up there above my bet section on there in the Discord. So if you have any questions about the Vegas draft." Just go in that hashtag, and uh, Ghost and Matt will assist you. Let's get to the headlines. What do we got? Uh, well, by the way, we got Mickey. By the way, I mentioned it before. We got Mickey Gall coming on along with Constantino at the end of the show. So Mickey Gall will be on here in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, well, Let's just two, run, through, run through headlines because we're behind yeah. a little bit. Uh, two headlines in one. Aaron Rodgers took a $35 million pay cut to play with the Jets this year. Absolute baller. Uh, and he wants talent around him, so – Dalvin Cook is visiting with the Jets right now and is not expected to leave the building without a contract. So who's with the Jets right now? Didn't he visit Dalvin him yesterday? Cook. He's what still there. Yesterday? He's still there. He's he's there at camp. Sleepover? What? Did he sleep over? I'm sure he has a hotel room. Roger's bed? They sleep together? Probably. You, honestly, the bed. dumbest dumbest move in the history of football no. if he signs. No. He, Ev, he's not going to get any money. He doesn't want money. He wants a ring. All right. Here's a little. A here's here is a little known fact for you guys. The last time a Super Bowl team won the, the last time a Super Bowl had a thousand yard running back and they won the Super Bowl. A team had a thousand yard running back won the Super Bowl was 2016. So, oh my God! Then it can't happen. Go ahead, get yourself a thousand yard back. And his name was Garrett Blunt. He's not going to be a thousand yard back, you fucking exactly. stat read. You stat reading he, fucking. Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't you he? You saw be? a fucking stat on ESPN why and you think you're be? an analytics expert? Why, why wouldn't he be? Because of Brees Hall, you fucking moron. That guy's injured, you idiot. If you oh, weren't, that is the fucking stories no, that are I mean, going on. Oh my God, you're so stupid. So Brees Hall isn't playing this year? Brees Hall isn't playing? You haven't watched any of this stuff and you're calling me an idiot. He is walking through the motions on the sideline. He will not be ready. I mean, is this guy serious, Evan? I don't think you he can. You want to make a bet right now he doesn't play week one? Let's make a bet. Oh, we're talking week one now? Let's make you a bet. You no, went come down on. real come quick. On, Mr. You I went down real day. fucking Come went on. Down. You come went on. down real fucking Bet quick. Bet me on it. Bet you me. went down real Bet fucking me. quick that he might not play week one to from, oh, he's not going to be here this year. Wouldn't I say he's not going to be here? I'd say he's not playing week one. Uh, no. Well, okay, let's say he plays. Let's practicing. say. Dude, he's questionable for week one. He's so not even allowed. I don't even think he's allowed he to play. Bill, let's say he comes back week three. He's still going to prevent Dalvin Cook from being a thousand yard rusher. First of all, Dalvin Cook, if he signs, he's an idiot. He should wait till a running You're back starter goes no, down. No, you not go get, get any money. You go get a rate, dude. He doesn't care about money. He doesn't care about money. No one's signing him. Oh my he's god, he's been on the free agent market yeah, for months. One running back goes down week one, and then he's yeah, the and starter. then he's got to go through a whole camp. He's got to learn a whole playbook. Running backs don't just get plugged in and go. They're not wide receivers. They're not fucking linemen. They need to learn the whole playbook. The thing you guys don't understand is a wide receiver can just jump on a team because in the huddle, when they call the play, the quarterback can just go run a post, right? It's literally that easy because they just have a route they need to run. Running backs need to learn the whole entire offensive blocking scheme. 
They need to pass block. They need to know where the linemen are going. Receivers could just go run and catch a ball. Tyreek Hill said he didn't know the playbook last year because you don't need to know the playbook as a wide receiver. You can take a wide receiver, put him in three days later. Running backs don't get traded (laughs) mid-season because it takes so fucking long to learn. You're the idiot watching me, you fucking retard. (laughs) You stuck my hairy balls. Oh, they're yeah. not hairy because we're not. So yeah, so so I love the Dalvin Cook thing. I love what Aaron Rodgers did. I love everyone fucking with the Jets. I, I mean, I fucking love it all. I'm gonna tell you one thing right now about the Jets. Okay, yes, tell yeah. you. Is he gonna play until he's 45? The guy's contemplated retirement for the last three years. <laughs> Wait till the season starts and they lose their first two games, and he's like, "Oh, I want to go through drugs." We won't if we have Dalvin Cook, bro. baby. Let's go. The, uh, I just want to remind That team is going to be so bad, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be so bad. Let me remind they you of a couple win, stats here. They might win six games. Okay, well, Shut guess what? In the, first, in the first 10 last year, Bill, we won seven games with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Evans' love child, Matt, Matt White. Whatever Mike the fuck White. his name was. Mike, Mike White. White. So we had nothing, and we went seven and three. We also lost Makai Becton. We also lost Vera Tucker. Brees we Hall. also <laughs> lost Brees Hall. We lost fucking everyone. We had no wide receivers. We had Corey Davis and Elijah fucking Moore as our third and fourth best receivers with Conklin being our number two. Now we're adding fucking Nicole Hardman, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Uzoma. We're getting our defense back. Wilson's got an extra year. Sauce Gardner's got an extra year. We allowed one team. One so team has scored 23 two. points in the last 13 weeks. Oh, my God. Your team's We're coming for that ass. Who's yeah, a blocking right. receiver? Lazard. Blocking receiver? Yeah, he's not fucking me. He's not a number two. Bill, our number two last year was Tyler Conklin. sucks. <laughs> Tyler Conklin was our number that two last year. sucks. I, he can suck all he wants. Yeah, and you got a Buffalo team. A fucking oh, let me talk to you about Miami the Buffalo team. team. Okay, you ready? Buffalo, Here, here's Belichick. some stats for you, you fucking fag. Here it is. <laughs> the defense, the Bills last year scored well, 18. Wait, Shut wait, up. Shut up. I don't, I don't, we're not pulling people fags on here because I don't, I don't have anything to do with gay people. Oh, well, that's your so fault. If, they if, be if, you, gay, want, if you watched my Instagram video, you would see that fag doesn't mean gay. You're a straight what fag. What does it mean? A cigarette? Yeah, and you can be a gay non-fag. I got it. So, anyway. Bills, 18 and a half points a game versus the Jets, Bill. 18 and a half. Dolphins, 14 points a game versus the Jets last year. New, New England, 16 no. points a game versus the Jets. All three of those teams. They went three games and they went out of scoring a touchdown. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They can't score on us. It's 40. They can't score on us. We and shut them down. Score. We have, our defense is better. Tommy, we shut them if down. If they score 15 and you score zero, who wins? We win because we're not going to score zero with Aaron Rodgers and our whole fucking team, you idiot. You can't just pretend we're scoring zero points with Aaron Rodgers, you moron. Yo, I'm just in sports and the chat is right. You are a moron. Tom Brady was 43 when he won a Super Bowl with the Bucks. He's an idiot. Bill's a fucking idiot. Bill, Bill, what, what, we're putting a box of flawless on this Jets season. Get your ass back in here. I'm not done with you yet. Get the fuck in here and take your ass kicking like a man. Stupid. 
How, what are we putting on this season? We're put. I'm not even going to do it now because I want to do this Saturday live when what's me and you go Jets live. Team total? Someone no. tell me right now. Oh well, me and you are doing our own bet. We're getting creative. Oh. We're putting a box of fucking flawless on it. I want your fucking. I want your. I want your money. I want your heart. I want your right. fucking soul. Right now. I want right your now. fucking ass. I want Nine your dog. I want your Nine dog. Nine and a half. Shut up. Nine and a half is their total. I'm Slim. taking under. You're right taking now. over. Thousand Slim. bucks right now. All right, Slim. let's go. Thousand bucks, and we're adding to this. This isn't the end of this bet. This it's is the first bet. of many. Yeah, the first one, thousand bucks done. I'm going up to 20 grand with you on that. I want your dog. I want Jenna at my fucking house after Aaron Rodgers whips his dick out and just start fucking smacking you with it. You know what? I'm taking Jets under six and a half. Watch 490. Let's go. Get the fuck out of here. I'm taking Jets over 13 and a half plus you know 590. Let's go. Give me Jets over 17 and a half. NFL is on the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't tell. We're fucking in uh, full NFL mode. Bill's just as dumb as ever. Let's get to some baseball here. We'll cover the rest of the headlines next week. Do we have another big one? Uh, just the There's a whole thing going on with Naeem Hines. It's not a big deal. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, all right, let's go baseball bets. Whew. I got to get my breath back. All right, silly Billy Rupp. Good to go game by game here. I'm going to give you the breakdown weather heat check report. We got Mickey Gall joining us in about 10, 15 minutes, along with Mike Constantino to break down one of the biggest UFC cards of the year. Bill, I don't know if I'm there's a card I'm more excited about. I mean, I am fucking Jeff Gate. Why? What are you? What are you yelling about now? I'm trying to calm it down. I'm trying to calm it down. I'm trying to bring the temperature down. I took that UFC card last week and bent it over. <laughs> the best, I had the best Saturday of my life. And what bounced on it? You're fucking bent it over and bounced on it. I took that UFC with. Bill's <laughs> fired up now, just talking about bets. He took just his because... UFC card and bounced his balloon knot on it. All right, here's the heat check report. So, uh, Angels, Detroit, 79 degrees, five mile per hour wind blowing out. 85 in. Let me get this notification off. 85 in Detroit. We're gonna hit that game a little bit. Mets, 91, big win, 13-mile-per-hour wind blowing out there, Bill, that game. 91 and 13-mile-per-hour wind blowing out. That's hot, hot in New York. 102, 6-mile-per-hour wind blowing out in St. Louis, Louis. Chicago, 81 degrees. Uh, let's see. Where's the Cubs game? Hold on. I think I'm on yesterday. No, Did they cancel the game? What's going on? Why can't What's I find What do you want? Cubs? Cubs. Cubs, St. Louis. 99, it's 102 degrees, 8-mile-per-hour wind blowing out. Why is it not on 8 15 p.m. Cubs at Cardinals? Yeah, you see it? All right. Pirates oh, got a lot of rain coming. I don't think that Pirates game is going to play versus Philly. Marlins. Uh, that's my bets. All right. Come on. Marlins in a dome. Baltimore, where Rackets is, 94 degrees, 10 mile per hour wind blowing out. And Bill, you ready for this? 50% chance of rain. Please rain that game out. That would be the best thing ever. Oh, my uh, God. I would fucking love it. All right, so, uh, Tommy. Hold on, I... hold on. Let me just run through this, and then we'll go. White Sox, 70% chance of rain. I don't know if that game's going to play. Blue Jays in a dome. Mets, like I said, 90-something degrees, 8-mile-per-hour wind. Atlanta is hot. Atlanta, 87 degrees. Kansas City Royals, 99 degrees, 13-mile-per-hour wind blowing out. And Kansas shitty. Houston's in a dome. St. Louis, 102. Colorado's 83 with an 11 coming in, but it's Coors Field. Padres, 73. Nice, balmy, breezy out there in San Diego. Arizona Diamondbacks playing a dome. Dodgers, 80 with six. That kind of really cooled off a little bit in L.A. And San Fran versus the Boston Red Sox, 60 degrees, as it always is in San Fran. Do they even have 
summer in San Fran, are or is you, it just 60 you, all year round? I think it just rains. Tommy, are you on FanDuel? Uh, I can be. No, no. Was that where you're just looking at the games? No, no, no. I'm looking at weather sites. Just go to FanDuel for a minute so I'm not losing my mind. The Cubs game's not up on FanDuel. Just because I think I. No, it's not. I just have pictures. All right. It's not. Yeah. I just command F'd it. No. All right. Let's go through some bets here. We don't need to go through every game. Let's kind of see what we want and just pick those. I'll I'll run through them. But if you don't want anything, Bill, let's just keep it moving. I'm going to take a small stab on Detroit here. I just threw my fucking pen. Now it's stuck. I got no hip. I can't bend over. God damn it. I'm going to do. Oh, by the way, Evan. I do have this break. I bent over. That was hard. I got a hip surgery coming. Dude, do you remember the move I was telling you about with uh, that? I'm right back to football. Uh, do you remember the move that I was telling you about that I'm going to put on Sauce Gardner when I try to catch touchdown off him on May 5th at Giant Stadium? The, which I am doing for those hard, of you that don't know. The hard cut, yeah. Yeah, so I'm competing against Sauce Gardner to try and catch a touchdown on May 5th. And you can too. I'll tell you how. Um, another time. Not now because we did too many promos. What was the move that I showed you? What? Just like the cutback that they all fall for? like fake It, it, it was, it was like, the, like the shimmy swim, right? Yeah. Come with the swim move, right? Watch this. Oh, wow. I've been oh, studying. This is the practice been, squad. Part. I've been studying tape. You see that? Oh, shit. Watch. Watch it again. Hold on. I still haven't replaced my phone. Wow. When you go on FanDuel to pick a guy for a hit, hit him with it. Their little picture comes up now. I'm going to send it to you, Evan. You can put it on the screen. Yeah. Now, uh, that is also Garrett Wilson. Would you compare yourself to Garrett Wilson? Wow, <laughs> Devonte Adams, maybe. I mean, yeah, yeah, Devonte. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little things just make me so happy. Yeah. So, uh, but he did. Here's the thing. He did use my move when he beat him. The one that went viral. He did it after I showed it on Stay Catching. He, he saw me on here and fucking now he's beating Sauce. Garrett, Garrett, send me a DM bom, if you want to be on I'll the show. I'll show you slow motion. Just boom, boom, boom. Swipe. So you come over, swipe, and then around. Or you can go hand check, grab the hand that's coming at me like this, mm-hmm. push it, swim around, and then go past him. Boom. And then I'm going to spin it on him. I may punch the ball, Evan, because the worst thing I will do is drop the ball. So when the ball comes, I may just fucking punch it after I beat him. Or if he intercepts it, that's even worse. Or if I just spike it. Oh, my God. You said we had to hurry up in your time. Tra- let's hurry up. I'm taking the Tigers. Taking the Tigers. boring thing fun. in the world. Shut up. I'm taking the Tigers. Shut up. No one cares about you catching a pass. Yes, they do. Everyone. Well, they don't. Obviously, they do. No, we're talking heaven. No one's listening. Is this I no? Care. Is this stay catching with Bill Rupp? See you later. I'll leave. <laughs> I'll fucking. I'll piece the fuck out. <laughs> Tigers plus one twenty six. Evan, I'm gonna take that. Uh, you're not betting that game, Bill. Bill, you like anything in Philly, Pittsburgh? No, but the Marlins fucking traded for Robertson. The Mets just packing it in, I guess. Why didn't the Mets trade for him? The Mets had Robertson. I mean, you don't know anything about sports. You're an idiot. You're so stupid. Oh. oh the Mets mean. traded Robertson to the Marlins. That's mean. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, God. That's what I mean. Oh, God. Why would they trade the only guy who could get people out on that team? Bill, I've watched one Met game all year. I hate them. <laughs> Wait, they look yeah. good. I don't even know who's on their team. We, we, we have to go back to the to – the, Catching a pass against Sauce Gardner thing. Tom Welch in the chat said, swim move, hip dislocation, fall down, <laughs> cry. Well, that might be a way to catch it, though, because if I swim him and then hit the ground, if I tell my quarterback ahead of time just to hit me low, 
and he throws it at the ground, I might be able to get him because he wouldn't expect that move. Um, so I'm on the Phillies' first five in that next game. Okay, Phillies' first five. Let's go to the next game here. Yankees, Orioles. I mean, I'm on the Yankees, not just because we want them to win. Uh, Grace Rodriguez has been fucking horrible. So Is Judge um, back today or tomorrow? Uh, Judge is – let me see if he's back. I think he was expected. I know he's coming back this weekend. He's expected in the lineup. He's in the expected lineup. So if Judge is in – Excuse me. We're on it. So let's do it. Yankees minus 130 taking that. 125. I'm also going to do it. 125. Wow. Five cent discount. Let's grab it. Uh, I'm also going to be putting Glaber Torres in a hit parlay. So we're going to do Glaber Torres, and I'm going to pair him with uh, Freddy Freddy. Marlins. The Marlins want him bad. Who? Glaber. Yeah. We're really trying to get him. him Calling every five minutes for him. Glaber Torres and Freddie Freeman hit parlay. Minus 127. Uh, been on fire with these hit parlays. Bill's been on fire with them all year. Yeah, well, it's uh, a couple days in a row. That's all right. I picked up. I'm on fire right now with them. So. Yeah, you're taking all my guys. No, because you fucking suck. Um, let's see. Glaber Torres, Freddie Freeman, minus 127. Uh, we're also going to go back to Bellinger here, right, Bill? I mean, yeah, I got, but he's not. I can't do it on FanDuel because they don't have the games up. Okay. He's uh, my, Evan, my, go to DraftKings. On my sheet of destiny, he's the second highest person ever. Go to DraftKings. All season to get a hit. I'm All, right, him today. All right, Bellinger, Freeman. Bellinger to get a hit, Freeman to get a hit. Bill, check that on DraftKings. Luis uh was the highest. Bellinger second. Bellinger's on fire. He's one of my favorite players. Uh, I do have Freeman and Bellinger. I'm looking for a third, but I can't do it because they don't have Bellinger up. Do uh, I had a third. Hold on. Who is my third? I had a third. You have King Freelich. Playing tonight. Who, uh, not who is my third? I had a strong third. Uh, I'm trying to find it on my list here. I don't know. Let's keep it moving. I'll find it. Um, so we'll get back to that. So Bellinger, Freeman, hit parlay. Just put it in Evan. I'll fill the units in once fuck the uh, number in later. Once someone in the chat gets it. Uh, Bill, Angels, Blue Jays, Gossman on the hill versus Giolito making I think his first start for the Angels. Yep. Uh, what do we like here? Well, the Angels are winning. Plus 164. Gossman, though, man. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not betting it, but that's yeah, not, I'm gonna lay not off a fair it. bet. Yeah, it's not a bad bet. It's not bad value. Giolito going there. You don't. I just don't like players' first starts. You don't know how he's going to feel, how he's going to react on the new team, and you're going against one of the best pitchers in baseball. So let's piece that one out. White Sox <laughs> Guardians, you probably got a death wish if you want to bet on this game. Bill, I'm assuming you're saying pass. Uh, White Sox Guardians? That is um, my hit parlay. I will probably have Josh Naylor as my other piece. All right, you're not betting the side, though. I thought you were going to bet a side Second on that. Up. Like, well, well I, I might. I might be really? betting. Uh, I don't really like the guy Curry, I guess, who's pitching for them. But I do Curry like – Curry hasn't been bad. I do like Cleveland a That's lot. That's the fucking Xavion kid, right? Like Kaxibibion yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck yeah. his name's got, like, seven letters at the end of the alphabet to start yep. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there it is. X-Z-A-V-I-O-N. I mean, what a – Three of your first four letters are your name, or VZX. You know what? I am taking Cleveland. Wow. Wow. Yep, I am. Let's go. go. Rob. Let me know. Go Rob. Yep. Just he doesn't something. like the Curry kid, and then it goes Just right. saw oh. something that made it switch. That's a man who doesn't know sports. All right. Let's go to Mets Nationals. Bill, your Mets winning again today. They got a little momentum. They need to string together like six. Mets need to string together like six wins to avoid 
fucking uh, apocalypse by the end of uh, headline. What are you doing? Scherzer's been god awful on at min- minus one ninety eight. No fucking way. That looks trappy as fuck. I was looking he at this earlier today. Four earned runs in like his last four or five games. I will not be betting on it minus one ninety eight. Yeah, that one looks weird, dude. Mets. This is a trap. I'm I'm actually going the other way. I'm actually taking the Nationals in this game. I'm taking the Nationals plus the one sixty six. I mean, do you want to make do some money? I I wouldn't hate doing Nationals first five and a Mets for the game. I wonder if bullpen is still a little. Yeah, I, still don't I know. Trust. Well, it's been Robert, better, but I don't trust Robertson it. is gone, so that makes it a huge hole. I'm actually going to do this. Let me do this. I'm not going to balls out here. I'm just going to. I'm going to push up a little bit. Give me Nationals plus one and a half minus one twenty five. Uh, this this is a bad bet if you're taking the Mets guys. Mets started at minus two ten, dropped to minus one ninety. The national, I mean, with eighty one percent of the public on this, so we got eighty one percent of the public on the Mets. And the lines drop 20 cents. That is a trap. We told you the other day with the Dodgers, we shouldn't bet the Dodgers. Of course, I bet the Dodgers anyway. But gave you the great advice not to bet the Dodgers. Hopefully you listen. Do as I say, not as I do. But uh, I'm not doing it again today. No way. That line's a trap. 82% of the money and 20 cent drop on the line. Nope. Nope. Give me the Nats. Plus one and a half. Minus 125. Evan. Uh, Evan, We got to pace up. We got to pace up. I got to give him my bet. All right. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, Freeman, Naylor, Josh Naylor, and Bellinger. I don't know what it is because Bellinger's not up, but minus 136 for Freeman and Naylor, and then um, Bellinger, whatever it comes out to. Just write it out. You don't need to, but they'll know what it is when they fucking put it in. We don't need to give them the fucking line. They're, they're adults. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. It'll, pro- it'll probably be like 125. All right, we'll be done in a minute. Uh, it'll probably be like 125. Is Mike here too? No. All right. Uh, text Mike. Tell him to come in. Uh, let's see. We can bring Mick in first. Uh, Atlanta Braves, <clears throat> minus 168 versus the Brew Crew. Bill, we hating the Braves here? Mm, Braves have been bad. Braves have been bad. I mean, Braves it's a tempting line. It's a tempting line. Braves have been really bad lately. Now, there's another situation. 205, drop to 175, 82% of the money. I'm not going to go against them, but I'm not staking that. That's a trap. I line. am not taking Trap them. line, trap line, trap line. Uh, Astros, plus 100 versus McClanahan, Janabana. Bill. <laughs> We're going with the Strohs. Rays can't win on the road usually. The Astros did get uh, some guys back. I like it. I'm going with it. We unanimous here. A plus 100 on the Strohs. Let me get that. Well, I have to see their lineup to make sure everybody's in. So I guys, do not. I'm putting it in. I Let's do. take the Astros. Uh, this game, Twins Royals, Singer Gray. I kind of want to take an alt over in this. I don't know if I'm going to officially put it out. I'll save that for the subscribers. I might go a little ham on this game. I got to do like another hour of research on it before 7 o'clock. Or eight o'clock so i'm gonna lay off this for right now but if you're looking for something to twitch with i wouldn't mind touching it over there give me all the colorado rockies bill minus 130 with kyle freeland uh against oakland i like that a lot rockies minus 130 in that game bill anything for you on the rockies or the royals game no i might have a total on that rocky game right. and uh, minnesota's too high for me right now all right uh let's go arizona diamondbacks snakes going against my mariners Minus 130 for the M's looks like a Mariner line. That looks like that should be, I don't know. That, that seems like a little bit of an odd line. Snakes at home, though, there is tempting. I'm just going to cross this one off right now. That, 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 that whole line's confusing the shit out of me. I thought Arizona would be favored and the money's going the other way. Uh, it's, it's all strange. Uh, anything there, Bill? Nope. Nope. Padres, Rangers. We got Dunning versus Musgrove. Two teams that I've been betting on a lot. The Padres, who've been fucking me in the ass, like Bill fucked the UFC card when he bounced on his chair. 
and the Rangers, who've been very good to me this year, but I don't like targeting Musgrove. Good pitchers duel here. Two teams I'd want to bet an over on. So no play on this game right now, but we will be hitting Rangers, Padres overs Saturday and Sunday. I don't even need to see anything. I just know that the two pitchers that I'm afraid of are both pitching today, which means they won't be pitching over the next two days. And these games are going to go to the moon Saturday and Sunday. So write that in your little notebook and hit it tomorrow. Dyers versus the Reds, Billy Rupp. Dyers, Reds. Are we going uh, over on the Dodgers, Reds? I am. Yeah, Dodgers are 5-5 five and five in the last 10. Uh, they were hot and then they cooled off. Uh, Reds, same thing. They're all, everyone again in the, in the, in the NL is about the same. Round 5-5, five and 4-6, five, and 6-4. Six, six and four. So, tough game. Give me that 8.5 minus 160, you money. 8.5, over 8.5 minus 160. I'm not going to lay the wood on the Dodgers. They're a little slumping. I may parlay them with something a little bit later, but I like that 8.5. Uh, and then we got my boy, my love child, the sexy monster, Logan Webb, who got fucking his fucking balloon knot shredded the other day when he pitched 10 runs in two innings. I think he has a bounce back performance. Uh, I like him again today, as I always do. You're going to win this bet more times than not. If he gets blown up, he gets blown up. I mean, I'm assuming last start was just an aberration and he's going to be locked in now. So I'm going to go Logan Webb over 17 and a half outs minus 175. I'm doing it. Uh, you're afraid taking, you're not I'm doing taking, it. I'm taking Boston today. Okay, so you're on Boston. I'm on Webb. We can win Boston, both. Boston's on fire. We can win both. We can win both. He can go six innings and still uh, lose the game. Boston's a lot better than I thought. Yeah, they are. All right, and that is it for the baseball rundown. Let's get Mick the quick, slick Mick the ruler. And uh, is Mike with us yet? Yep. All right, cool. Let's get these boys in here and let's start partying. Um, all right, as we away. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Thank look you, Mike. Mike, you look beautiful too. Mike, you are you getting skinnier? I am losing weight. You had a lot to lose, so you're doing I, good. I'm very good. <laughs> <laughs> you are a good analyst. I'll give you that. I got fat shamed at home from my six year old. Oh, that dude, I lost 15 pounds because my mom fat shamed me. So that's good. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> Mickey, you never get fat shamed, you sexy monster. What are you up to? Uh, nothing. I'm just heading back. Reason why I don't get fat shamed is because I'm on my way back from two gyms. Yeah, you gotta stop working out so much. You make the rest of us. I look eat. Bad. I, I eat like a crazy amount of calories, but yeah, I, all this work. What's your calorie you know intake? What, I mean? what should mine be? What should me and Mike's be? I don't know. I don't know how much you guys are doing. You know how much? Nothing. Nothing. Literally, me and Mike do nothing. <laughs> I sit. We sit. Sometimes we'll walk to the fridge, take a maybe a nice jog to the bathroom. That's about it. Come on, baby. I'm ready. <laughs> Hold on. Did Mickey freeze on us or is he duck facing us? No, I mean, look at that Zoolander. Oh, look yeah. at Blue Steel. Mickey, there your is. hair, your I'm eyebrows frozen? are looking good, no, bro. You're good now. You're good now. I mean, you're frozen like this. <laughs> yeah, like a little Zoolander-ish. Really? Yes. It was on purpose, guys. <laughs> Just for the ladies. He's so we good looking. Of... He stops the internet, Tommy. Yeah, we got a lot of women viewers, Mike. That's why he's doing that. He paused the camera. I know he what he broke, did. He broke right. the internet. All right, so guys, we got a fucking monster card coming up here, boys. Mikey, I'll let you kind of kick it off. I'm excited about this Poirier-Gaethje fight. I've been wanting this fight for a while since it happened. Two fighters that are guaranteed to entertain, going to go bang against each other. So I'm excited for it. But Mike, if you want to lead it off with anything uh, from the last card, and then uh, we'll kick over to you and Mickey. I'll let you guys rock back and forth with some picks. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to. Actually, this is great to get Mickey's opinion on something because first thing that we have to talk about is that this fight is at altitude here in Utah, and it greatly affects. 
the way you fight. Mickey, I cornered Ricardo Romero in Denver. And I remember when I first got there, the first day, we literally walked from the hotel to the gas station. And you could literally feel it. I don't know if you've ever trained or fought at out altitude, but I think that's going to really come into play on this card. So first, did you ever fight at altitude or train? I've never fought in altitude. I've trained in altitude. Um, I know being in Denver, just going up like the stairs of the hotel, you'll, I, I remember feeling like out of breath. Just yeah. when, when we were just in, in uh, Medellin going up the stairs, I jog up the stairs and I'm like, whew, it's kind of tough, huh? You really feel but, it like uh, in your chest, right? I, uh, like I felt it. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it, and it, it takes like, they say it takes like a month to acclimate. And I, I've trained with uh, with Cowboy Cerrone, and that's in altitude too. I don't think it was as much. It was it's like near Albuquerque, um, yeah. but it, I felt like that like it kind of uh, I acclimated pretty quickly. I felt, but you know, I, the science says that you need to be out there for like a month to truly acclimate. So I I don't know who's been training in altitude versus who hasn't it. Yeah, I, I do think it's gonna come into play here and then let's kick it off with here the main event as Tommy teed it up Justin Gaethje does train in altitude you know in Colorado so how much would that True. benefit him for Poirier who trains where you live right like um, he's at sea level yeah yeah so I yeah, mean he's at exactly. seven feet you know and Gaethje's uh, uh, up in Denver so I think it does come into this handicap and then another thing today at the weigh-ins I mean Gaethje didn't look great he looked very sucked out but Poirier looked good so um they're gonna count get counterbalanced maybe a little bit but um uh, i'll kick to you like who do you like in this fight in the rematch man you know i'm i'm obvious first of all i gotta say this fight is can you think of like a better fight no like in the whole sport right now no no number I, one if you made the, me pick one fight this would be it i think me as well uh, i think this is the one uh, um when you watch a lot of dustin poirier's last few fights his uh, a five like a five minute round he had with Michael Chandler felt like fifteen minutes yes. because there's just so much, so much going on, so much activity, so many punches, so many big moments. And Gaethje's the same way, you know. I'm using Chandler. Both when both these guys fought Chandler, they the fifteen minute fights seemed like like thirty minutes minimum. You Dude, know? you get so, Nick, you you could rotate Chandler, Gaethje, and Poirier. I mean, they're basically put on the same show every time they go out. They go out to bang. They they hang in there. So, yeah, I, I think the three of them are very similar, right, as far as the entertainment value. Yes, definitely some of the most fun guys to watch in the sport. Uh, so, Gagey and Poirier have fought each other already. And uh, Gagey had some early success, and then Poirier poured it on late and, uh, you know, got the victory. People always say it's hard to beat someone twice, but it's also hard to beat someone who's already beat you. You know what I mean? So, they kind of already – like they have that confidence, they got you know what I mean. They they've they've I guess they've had your number. Even though every fighter after you lose, you want to you want to go fight the guy in the parking lot immediately after the fight. <laughs> um, you know, every time I've lost, I felt that way. At it's least. funny when you see um, that. The fun, the other funny thing too is Mick and Mike. You know this. We talked about this. Uh, I think during playoff football last year, and we were putting the bets in over on four deep. That they always say in football, Mikey, that. Oh, you know, it's hard to beat a team three times, right? right. But then when you look up the numbers, yeah. the team that won the first two wins 73% of the time. Especially in that, like, AFC yeah. Baltimore so Pittsburgh rival. Yeah, a lot of this yeah. is just bullshit that some fucking old guy said 50 years ago. And now that we have math, everyone's like, no, if you beat someone once, you're the favorite most likely the next time. 
I, I don't know if it's that hard to do it again. Yeah, so with that, I'm going with Poirier. Um, I think Mike brings up an excellent point about Gaethje training and elevation. This is a five-round fight. So, we, you know, this fight starts getting into round four and five. You cut out for just a second, Mikey. But yeah, it's a five-round fight. Not as not as cute as the last. Not as very not as Zoolandery. Not as not as cute as the last frozen friend, Mickey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to pick it up from there because he picked Poirier, and I think that the uh, variables are swinging my opinion in the Gaethje fight, and particularly training an altitude for a five-round fight versus a familiar opponent. I have been watching like some Instagram stuff on Gaethje. Talked to two people that actually um, either cross paths or trained with him or one wa- specifically watched the practice. Um, I do think that's going to play in. And then there's another angle at play here of a fighter that's been there and, you know, beat you. And Dustin has a ton of success right now with his hot sauce, made life-changing money times too in the McGregor fight. And now you got a hungry Gaethje who lost to you the first time a big advantage in elevation and at an underdog price. So I'm going to have to bet Gaethje here just because of that spot. I may have passed or or landed on Poirier if it was in Florida, but I I just think what all the variables I mentioned, I I have to side with Gaethje. I'm actually, um, I guess I'm the tiebreaker here and and I don't fucking know. So I'm basically Poirier is fucking good. Yeah, I mean, I'm on. I'm rooting for Gaethje. Not that I don't like Poirier. I'm probably would bet Gaethje in this one just because of the main thing that you said there, Mike. You know, this is one of my favorite things. Once these guys make life changing money, yeah, start. Yeah, I try to avoid them after that because there's just no way you could physically be as hungry. The difference is no better than fighting Connor twice. Yeah, I mean, listen, he lost. Yeah, you know, he lost to what Oliveira, and then you know had the win over Chandler, which shows that maybe he's pants it. But Chandler's kind of in a different spot. I mean, Corey's great. I mean, listen, he fought and beat. These guys all fought everybody like together, like you know Oliveira, Chandler, you know Khabib. Like it was like a rotation of, of lightweights each other you know um oof, i'm actually i'm actually gonna bet this i'm betting fight not to start round five minus 180 so i think this thing ends in the first four rounds i know they can go to distance but these two just beat the living shit out of each other for for what mickey said feels like 20 minutes per round i think there's a high probability that one of these guys goes down uh at some point in the first four rounds so wow not to, not to go got to- 200 Two $500 free bets. Let's go. Thanks, Bill. Don't worry. We weren't doing a show here or anything. <laughs> I'm so happy. Don't mind us. You know, whatever. You have, you have anything else going on you want to share as we go back to our special uh, guest that we brought in for the show? No, Healy's got a nice bet. I'll okay, say good. Put him back on mute, please. So, Mick, do you think this uh, <laughs> Mick, do you think this goes the distance? Do you think it ends early? What do you think? Oof, I mean, they're, they're both just such dogs that I... I you know, even when Mike was talking about the like the cardio factor, the elevation factor, it's hard for me to imagine Poirier shying away in any way. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I guess it's possible, but it's also, you know, if it, man, I think that's a good bet, man. Probably not to go into the fifth round. I feel like the the, the amount of damage these guys can do to each other right, in three rounds, so much. you know, that's that's gonna keep accumulating. I think that's a good bet. And I think the elevation is the thing to push me over, right? I mean, you're not going to be as, you know, there in the third, fourth, fifth round. So uh, we'll see how this one goes. Mike, we got a great fucking card here, though. So kick to Mick on whatever uh, 
whatever fight next. Or yeah. Mickey, if you have a specific fight you know you want to talk about next, just just drop it now, which I'll let you two run back and forth. Yeah, I was going to defer to Mickey and say, like, we always start with anybody here you fought or trained with, you know what I mean? Like physically. So um, I, I don't think you fought anybody on this card, correct? Correct. Um, you trained with anybody. I can't remember exactly. Um, I know there's a guy early on in the card, um, Matt Semmelsberger, right. who, had mm -hmm. beat two, who had beat two of my teammates on, like, the regional scene. Uh, coming up and even with that I like the kid like I like his I like his style I, I, he's like you know he's a true martial artist he's he's I think, I think Mickey come out there. Mike do you have um, a lean on that fight uh well yeah I actually Nick, have if a you can hear us just log the camera off and back on yeah. that's all you gotta do just I actually have a bet on that fight but I'll just pick up where Mickey left off until he gets back his two teammates that he's mentioning were Chris Gratalo and Rich Petitionok Rich you met Tommy at Mickey's affair, Richie Petitioner. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay. He actually yeah, yeah. fought Justin Gaethje as well. Oh, that was the guy at the end we were talking to, right? Yeah, and he actually yeah. fought Justin Gaethje as well. But um, to Mickey's wow. point, Semmelsberger knocked out both of them. But um, I like violence in this spot. I have a violence parlay. Where's my boy Hoffman? I got a violence parlay, and this fight is one of them. So Matt Matthew Semmelsberger, semi the Jedi, three knockdowns in one fight, knockdowns in all the fights. Very tough. And something else to note here is Yoris Medic, his opponent, is coming up a weight class from 155 as a late notice replacement. And he also has a 100% finishing rate in all nine of his fights. So all eight wins are inside the distance, and he has been submitted in his loss. And I love uh, the inside the distance in this fight. It's part of our parlay. Mickey, right. I told Mick. them uh, Chris Gratalo and Petitionok were your two teammates, and I was waiting for you to get back. So pick And up by the way, Mick, we have a comment for you in the chat. Bill, you ready for this? The Fly says, respect to Mickey for calling in on location. Meanwhile, Joey Rackets couldn't be bothered. So our own co-host, Bill, is driving around, couldn't call. Mick's calling for the car. He's so dedicated because we oh. brought him on here late. Yeah, I figured if I crashed, that would have really went viral, you know? Well, listen, just do us this one favor. You know we love you and we don't want you to crash. But if you do, please I'm make back. sure the camera's working because we do want the video from that for the virality of it. It won't be the same uh, if it doesn't happen on video. So uh, let's see if we got Mickey back. Do we have Mercy Frozen again? Frozen. That's a better profile picture, though, Mike. Yeah, I like number one was the best. Yeah. Three was the second. You're back, Mick. No, you were back. Tell me he just needs to flip the camera off. He doesn't need to log out and log back in. That's what he's doing. Just all right, just turn camera off and camera on. I think he's logging back in, logging back in. So, uh, so Mike, we'll just uh, hold up for a second here. What do you know about Medic? Is So, Medic, like I said, 100% finish rate, all eight wins, and his loss, and he's coming up in weight as a late-notice replacement, and Semmelsberger is big, strong, and physical as it is. I like Semmelsberger in the fight. Um, I believe he's a big favorite. Um, what, about I, a, what about like a crazy like Semmelsberger round one or something? Like, you know what? I got a violence parlay with three fights. So at plus money, I got plus 123 on Caesars. I text you, Evan. Um, I bet it first on DraftKings at that plus 115. But if anybody has Caesars New Jersey or Caesars feed, I got the same parlay at 123, which we'll close out in a bit. But um, I just hit that first. It's the only bet I officially made is the one I'm going to release today. Okay. All right, but, but there's uh, a lot of violence fights, Tommy, and I got a plus 850 prop um, to be released tomorrow for a first-round knockout. Subscribers only. Get over to 4deepbets.com, number 4deepbets.com. Name change coming, by the way, on the site, so be prepared for that. But for right now, it's 4deepbets.com, promo code VIP20.
Get in there. Get Mike's picks. Get Mike's show. Let's fuck. Uh, I guess I'll keep, I'll, I'll yeah, keep going keep through the bet until keep Mickey going. gets back. So yeah, the first the leg, yeah, the first leg of the violence parlay <laughs> is that fight inside the distance. Uh, Semmelsberger versus Medic. Um, and now the second fight, uh, second play is going to be Jake Matthews versus Darius Flowers. Now this is a hundred percent going to factor into altitude. We have Darius Flowers, who's huge for the division and has gassed in multiple fights. He either starts you in the first round or historically gets finished. Now factor in the fact that you're at altitude and he's already gassing at the end of round one and two as it is. Major power in his hands and actually good takedown defense. I see this fight. Definitely finishing inside the distance, either by Flowers knockout or Matthews submission. Um, if you like the Matthews sub, you can get it at like plus 220. Uh, Flowers knockout is like plus three, um, plus like 300, 400 round props. But I love this fight inside the distance. So that's the second leg of the parlay. And then to close out our violence parlay, it's a no brainer. Derek, the Black Beast Lewis and Mark. Black Beast. Yeah, and, and Delima. So you got two max limit heavyweights fighting at altitude that <laughs> they might pass out by the third round finishing rate and lewis in particular you know hasn't seen the third round Mike, let me not let me not cut you off while mix here i want oh big you got better service uh, yeah i'm inside now I'm all back. right cool all right mike finish that off and then we'll kick to, to me so the, yeah the inside the distance on that fight closes out my violence parlay it's at plus money 115 on DraftKings, 123 on caesars and i'll recap it at the end but all right so mick we'll let's run through uh, do you have any fights that you want to talk about or you want to run through a couple of the main ones and you give your opinion um i do have a couple all right let's i do have it. a couple i was actually could you uh could you start from uh the bottom of the card yeah so we got maverick cachoeira we got Semmelsberger, who you just said. I don't think you gave your play on uh, on Semmelsberger. You like, do you like yeah, Semmelsberger? Yeah, you know, it seems like they're hot on, on the kid he's fighting, but he's coming up a weight class. Uh-huh. Um, I I was, you know, the, how hot they were on him. I, I wanted uh, to, I was hoping Semmelsberger was going to be the underdog, but he's it, the line, he's not an underdog, correct? Right, no. right. Uh, Semmelsberger is minus 200, so it's playable more in Two a parlay one. than a straight, yeah. I all right. I guess if you I, think I if you like Semmels, do you think Semmelsberger finishes him? Because Mike likes the under on this. Mike thinks this fight's not going to go to distance. So if you wanted Semmelsberger by finish, uh, it's only minus one hundred five. So it's even money. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, if I'm being honest, maybe I wouldn't touch that one. All right. So if you want, you can just take him and we add him to a parlay. So I'll put that to the side because I'm going to parlay him. So let me do that minus two ten. All right. Next fight on the list here. Let me just run through you. Uh, next fight, we got the Vergara-Salvador fight. Uh, then we got Matthews nah. Flowers. Uh, okay. That okay. One. That one, I think I think Flowers is filling in on super short notice. Mike, is that right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like Jake Matthews. I think Matthews sometimes is hot as cold. I've seen him, you know, not look so awesome and then also look spectacular at times. But I feel like I just got a feeling Matthews is going to uh, run away with this one. Well, here's where we go, Mick. Uh, we got Matthews minus 260. We got Smellsberger minus 220. We could parlay them together, both the win, for plus 105. What do you think of that? Um, you don't want to parlay it, do you? I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm putting it you out. Do put it. it on my you name. Do it. But, but if it but don't go this, right, Mick? If it loses, it if it loses <laughs> – I'll take it on me. If it wins, I'm going to put it on you. We don't promote our losses here anyway. Yeah, don't no rough. We don't promote our losses. Don't worry. Yeah, if we lose, that. no one ever finds out. They'll just hear me yell hear if that. we win. Uh, all right, next fight here, we got Kapalab-Rebiero. Anything there? Uh, 
No. Black Beast versus Marcos DeLima. Isn't there is I feel like there's one before that. Is there a guy like Bonfim? There's the Giles versus Bonfim, which is card. coming up after that. Yeah. So all right, that's first that's fight, main card. Second fight in the main yeah. card. All right. Um all right, so we'll touch uh on Black Beast first. I am kind of I'm in on Black Beast. Okay. Um I think There you go. The Plus 190 there too. So you got good De, good odds. Yeah, De Lima is, you know, he's he's tough. Uh re, you know, he's real good. Used to be a 205er. Now he's uh He's up a heavyweight. Um, I think Derek Lewis, you know, he had been injured. I know he, you know, he, I think he had mismanaged a lot of his weight cuts mm -hmm. in the past. He was talking about having to cut 25 pounds last day and like passing out. Um, I think he's ready to, you know, get back on, get back on track. So I, I, I kind of like Black Beast here. What do you think, I like Mike? Plus 190. I have this fight inside the distance and of course at altitude two gigantic heavyweights that are cutting weight with massive power and life-altering power and black beast hasn't seen that third round in his last three fights two quick knockouts he did look great today at weigh-ins and he almost had a six-pack so complete different body oh, wow. the yeah black beast Technically wise, obviously Derek lewis has you know fight stopping power the lima has the advantage in wrestling uh most likely submissions as well as a very good leg kicking game um, and he can turn it up pretty fast with combos when he has his opponents hurt. But either way, I don't see this fight probably getting out of the first, maybe most likely the second, but definitely not going to the judges' scorecard. So I, I, I was, bet Mickey this fight inside the distance. I was just going to say, Mike, I like the Mickey side on Derek Lewis here because in these slug fests that are only going to last a round, I want the plus money. One, like, one thing to note, too, is that uh, DeLima is the fighter that got, from the minute it opened, um, as an underdog, I believe it was, bet the most. He took... 58% line action. He's the largest line movement this week from opening till now. So oh, on. pouring in on Delima. Is this yeah. the last fight on the ESPN card before they go to pay-per-view? Um, this is, uh, no, second to last. Uh, it's, wow. This is, so this isn't on the main card? No, no. And it's not the, the end of it's the? Crazy. It's no. not it's the last card. fight on the free top card? Heavy. No, I mean, I personally would have put it there over Ferguson yeah. and Bobby Green. Um, arguably, Why would they not? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's what wild I would say, the black beast on the prelims, huh? Black, no, yeah. not even on the prelims, Mick. He's not even the final fight on the prelims to lead into the inner to the to the pay per view. That's right. that's disrespectful. Yeah. Well, um, the next the next fight that leads in is who Mickey mentioned earlier, who deservedly fourteen and zero, all fourteen fights by finish. Gabriel Bonfim. You want to take Bonfim fighting uh, so, Giles? So, uh, actually, yesterday. On the Slick and Thick show, we Slick had and Thick podcast. Everyone, make sure you go download, subscribe, support the Slick and Thick podcast. Mickey Gall and my dude Gerard, they fucking crush it over there. They talk UFC, they talk dating, they talk conspiracy, anything that comes up, sports. Get over there, download, subscribe. Really do it. It's a great podcast. I'm not just saying that because we're boys with Mickey and Gerard. It's a really good podcast. I only listen to three. And that's one of them. So get over there and check out the Slick and Thick podcast. Follow it on all social media. Mickey, back to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so on Slick and Thick. Hold on. You see it, Constantino. boy. So on, on Slick and Thick, we do uh, mixed picks. And mm -hmm. then on, on uh, State Cashing, we do Gall's Calls. That's right. Did right? you think of either of them, or did Gerard think of one and I thought of it? That was, that was Gerard and the other one was you. That was Gerard. <laughs> What a um, life you have. Just getting fanned I by I said mixed picks initially. Yeah. Yeah, they already I had said it. mixed picks. Tommy said golf calls. 
<laughs> I said it. I'm tape. Evan, roll the tape back. <laughs> All right, hit it, Mickey. I'm gonna let G know that that's your uh, intellectual property. I have it on but, film. Uh, I have it on film. But look, I always say I'm like I always say I'm not good at, at calling these fights. Meanwhile, you're hitting ninety percent of them. Yeah, I'm, okay. And I'm I'm over eighty percent on on slick yeah. and thick. <laughs> exactly. So you know I'm I'm doing all right. Um, but I had we had Vicente Luque on yesterday, and uh, so Mike, we were talking about you a little bit, talking about the old AMA days. Oh, that's cool. Um, Because that's how me and Vicente uh, became acquainted. We were both 19 years old before both of us were in the UFC. You know, we had talked about both that we're both going to get there when we were teenagers. You know, so it was was cool. Uh, Great memories. Great memories. But uh, so Vicente is a little biased. He was taking every Brazilian fighter. (laughs) Yeah. All right. But he says this kid, Bonfim, he was the most emphatic about. Yeah, he's special. he trains with him and trained with him. I, I guess there's uh, the Bonf- Bonfim brothers. There's two yeah. of them. Yep. Uh, and I like that because brothers can push each other. They come up fighting each other and are tough. Um, so I think even though I think Bonfim is like a three-to-one favorite, I think that's from from what the inside baseball I'm getting from Vicente, is that's, that's uh, maybe even good value on him. Yeah, he's one of my favorite bets of the week as well. I mean, like I said, 14-0, and 0, Mickey, all 14 wins inside the distance. And then even here at the UFC level, you know, he fin- first round uh, submission on Contender Series, then he makes his UFC debut against Monier Lazez. You know, he's no slouch, 49 seconds he submitted him. I mean, he's special. So 11 submissions and three knockouts in his 14 wins. And he, Is he 85 better. In my opinion, he's the better of the two brothers or, you know, more potential of the two. What'd you say? Is he at 85-er? Uh, this fight is at 170. 170, okay. Yeah. Fighting Trevin Giles, who's been finished in all four of his losses, Mick. So I like Bonfim, and I like Bonfim inside the distance here. Yeah, I, I, I like that as well. All right, cool. Can we, so we can co-sign that. Tommy, we got a co-sign, we got a co-sign bet here. Me and Mickey are both back, on sorry. Bonfim inside the distance. Oh, let's go. Hold on. What's the line on that? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's minus 150, I believe. All right, write that down. Done. All and right, again, cool. that's only on one of the books. I look at like five usually, yeah, but that go. was earlier when I looked. Holland Chiesa. What do you think? Chiesa still uh, still got it or no? I'm going Chiesa in this fight. Yeah? Why? Yeah, I think Chiesa is a smarter fighter, uh, has more tools. I think Holland like hits hard, is long. Uh, he does things well, but I think he has more holes. Um, that if Kiesa's on his on his game, he can expose, and uh, I, I I can see Kiesa winning a decision. You know, out grappling him. I, I again, I, I always love to go back to this with from Mike is where Holland can win the moments, but Kiesa should win the minutes. You know, he should be able to get his uh, his wrestling going, and you know, should be able to expose uh, the holes in Holland's game. Did you talk to Luke about this? Didn't Luke fight one of these two recently? Yeah, and he 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 agrees with the sentiment. He he thinks Kiesa over Holland as well. What did he fight? He fought Kiesa, right? Yeah, he yeah. finished Kiesa. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Mike. I I gotta go against Mick here, and my initial read is Kiesa because I want to believe it's Kiesa that I I know and love and remember, right? But um, you got to kind of look at where they're at in their career. Kiesa's on the desk for ESPN. He's been commenting on it. Yeah, oh, it his last two fights. Um, Sean Brady toyed with him, and I actually bet Kiesa in that fight, and I love Sean Brady, and I know how good he is. I, I may have even bet 
Chiesa against Luque, but he just hasn't been the same. Um, Kevin Holland's five years younger, six inch reach advantage, three inches taller, and he's been exposed by bigger, stronger wrestlers, Derek Brunson, Marvin Vittori. And although Chiesa's got decent wrestling, good back taking, high level jujitsu, I just don't think he's where he was. For the Kiesa that I remember, and Holland's training like an animal, getting better, very athletic. I think he's going to hurt Kiesa with knees to the body. I'm going to make a specific call on that. I've been watching him train, and he's throwing real tricky knees to the body, Mick, like going into the clinch, breaking the clinch with like a knee. And I could just see maybe Kiesa going to grab for one of those takedowns and getting caught with like a knee to the body. So it's bold proclamation. But I, I'm siding with no bet, no official bet yet, but I'm siding with Holland here. Right. Yeah, I'm. I'm not mad at that call. My, I, I had similar trepidations about what we saw. Look from at you with the big SAT words. Who said people who get punched in the face aren't smart? Yeah. Uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that, Tommy. Who fucking said that? Uh, I say that all the time. <laughs> but yeah, I think. Uh, I, I, I do. I hear. I hear where you're coming from. Um, so it's 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 not one that I'm overly confident in. Yeah, There's I'm, honestly, I'm, honestly, I'm not very confident in almost any pick uh, except for Bonfim. Bonfim, buddy. Yeah, this is a great card, though, Mick. Because oh uh, yeah, I think we were talking about it the other day when we were on the phone. This is, I mean, this is they match make the fuck out of this card. I mean, these are some great matchmaking here. A lot of times you yeah. get some big names on these cards, but it's not really the greatest match. These are this. I mean, if this isn't fireworks, if this card disappoints, I will be absolutely fucking floored with the name Same. they have on here. I'm actually going to side with Mike here, shockingly. Me and Mike love to disagree and fight, but I'm actually going to side with it. That fucking... I'm a little bit worried about, uh, whatchamacallit, Kiesa being in the booth. That does worry me, Mike. You know I like my little niches. And he talked my... about it at the press conference. Yeah, too, I'm, was... a little, I'm a little worried that about people. That was the nail in the coffin for me. Once they start up, getting out of that you. killer game. But the big thing for me was Holland. I mean, if you look at his losses, I mean, there's some fucking gangsters, dude. Steven Thompson, Cosmot. Vittori, Brunson, these aren't bad losses, you know? So uh, the Ponzinibbio fight made me believe Holland isn't done. So uh, a small, small stab here, but I'll probably lay off it since you guys disagree. Yeah, I mean, the height, reach, age, speed, power. And Kevin Holland, whatever I've been against. a little brittle at this point, too. I know he had some bad injuries at some different points, you yeah, know? And I so. see him being more stiff, and I just think that those knees, I mean, I'm – Evan, put that on tape just in case we have to get held. It's one. on there. It's I'm, on there. I'm seeing that. I'm seeing All it. Right. Let's. I'm probably going to no play it though, since you guys disagree. Bobby Green, Tony Ferguson. I have a. I have a play that I know I'm going on this. Mike, you probably know where I'm going on this. But Mick, let's start with you. Uh, Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. What do you like? Um, I think. Uh, I think Ferguson's due. Ooh. Okay. I think. I think Ferguson's due, and. Yeah, I uh, you know I I love Bobby Green. I think he's a he's a stud. He's a gangster. I like the way he fights. Uh, I'm going Ferguson. I mean, this is one of those fights, Mike. You're talking like seven, eight straight losses uh, between these two guys. I mean, Ferguson's a guy I've been fading like. No, crazy. I think Bobby Green's coming off some wins, right? Is he? No, two think, losses. Yeah, two no, losses. he lost to Dober, oh, but then, one of them was Makachev. Right, so right. you got to no contest that. against Jared Gordon for the headbutt. Right. I think, no he, I think he. Yeah, right, right. but the uh, the Makachev fight, you crossed that off. No one's beating Makachev. So if you take Makachev out, uh, he beat Iaquinta and Harsbach and lost to Dober. But Mike, where are you sitting on this? 
You know what? Both of these fighters have changed. I mean, historically, I would be on Tony Ferguson, but he is 0-5 his last five, and there are, against top-shelf opponents, but he just also didn't look the same. However, he had a good showing, you know, in his last time out, and I have a sneaky suspicion on Ferguson here. I mean, the rightful side should be Bobby Green at this stage of the career, good boxing, good takedown defense. Um, I just have a sneaky feeling that this could be like an ugly fight split decision. So I don't really have an official pick. Um, but my logic is Bobby Green just at these points in their career, but I won't be betting it. I got a play here, Mick. I want to know if you like it. Um, I'm actually going inside the distance on this fight. Um, I think Ferguson's got something to prove in this fight. And if he is back, he's got to come out and make a statement this week against Bobby Green. And I think he's going to try to make that statement regardless. And I think Ferguson either gets caught or hurt or he gets the finish. So I'm actually going to go under, Mike. I'm going to go inside the distance, minus 118 on this. It's and tough. I but the only, yeah, I mean, you know, so I, I don't hate probably... it, but Bobby Green's not a finisher. Yeah. You know, starting with that, they both train in California. Altitude shouldn't be the problem, but it's only a three-round fight. Um, so I could see Bobby Green playing that defensive wrestling, pick him apart with technical boxing for three rounds and having one of those fights where Bobby Green throws a hundred punches, Ferguson throws like, you know, 114 punches and we go to the judges scorecards. I, I could see it. The, the logic would be, if you talked to me two years ago, I would definitely say over. I think these guys both are at a point coming off a lot of losses. They're going to make a statement. So I'm just, I think they're going to go balls to the wall. Mick, you think this goes to the bell or no? Man, it's tough, bro. It's tough. Uh, I'm gonna say no. Okay, thank you. I like I like that altitude point. too, buddy. Right? Yeah, I mean, anything in altitude. I just bet the unders. I bet point, the unders right? all Colorado and Utah cards. I bet it's got to factor in. Yeah. What's the other Park. one, guys? Uh, Mike and Mick. What's the other? There's an international location that they fight at that's at altitude too. Is Mexico City occasionally? Yeah, Mexico, Mexico City, yeah, Mexico City. Mexico City, City Denver, one. Salt Lake. City. I know Denver and Utah, yeah, but at the Mexico City was the other one. Uh, this is an interesting fight here there. Pereira versus fucking uh, Wonderboy. I mean, I have no fucking idea. So I'm gonna, I'm leaning Pereira. But uh, Mick, let's start with you. What are you, what are you looking at here? I'm leaning P uh, Pereira. I'm not even going to try. I, I, I know. I know. It's, it is well. Pereira. I don't like when people say the Spanish name in Spanish because I'm not going to say my not name. Not Spanish. It's fucking Brazilian. Brazilian. My wife will stab Mike, me. Mike, anything. Tommy's, it's like, not Tommy's like, same difference. It's all the same, same shit. Chinese, <laughs> Japanese. Yeah, it's all the same thing. That's actually a good yeah. fight, you versus Vanessa. Vanessa would kick my ass. But I just like saying Pereira. But I like him here. I like Pereira here, Mike. You you have an in Mick, you're on that. What's the reason, Mick, why you uh, why you like Pereira here? It's obviously always tough to bet against Wonder Boy because he's so fucking technical and he could drive you crazy when you bet against him. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I think it's gonna be this is another really exciting fight. Um, I think this one, you know, this could steal fight of the night just with these two guys um, and their skill sets. I think you know Pereira seems big and. I you know I, I like the chaos that he brings to the to the game. I think Wonder Boy is vulnerable to leg kicks. Um, if he gets those going early, I think that could be uh, you know I think that'd be smart for him to employ that in his his game plan. But uh, I, I I just I feel like a little bit more like it's it's uh, Pereira's time. Uh, he's you know he's on the climb. Um, and you know Wonder Boy class act one of the best. You know I think he's a future Hall of Famer. Um, but I, I just got a feeling that uh, he's kind of – it's almost like a passing of the guard of one of the most exciting fighters in the division. 
Yeah, and Mike, we know with Thompson, obviously Wonderboy, um, you need someone who's going to attack him, right? And going to be aggressive towards him to really make it a, a fireworks fight because Wonderboy is more of a kind of technical sit back, you know, wants to work off what you're doing. Do you think this is the right matchup to get that fucking fireworks? You know, honestly, technically on paper, the matchup favors Wonderboy. You know, two strikers, right? Um, Pereira is a capoeira stylist, but he does fight at length from the outside, which favors the Wonderboy style, lead leg sidekicks, et cetera. And um, surprisingly so, Mick, like even looking at Wonderboy, you know, his last fight, he went four into the fourth round versus Kevin Holland, who we all just talked about, and then knocked him out. That's in his last fight. Right. And then the two before that, he went the distance in decision losses to Bilal Muhammad and Gilbert Burns. So he's still hanging in there. And then right before that, he beat Jeff Neal and Vicente Luque. So he's still, like, performing. Um, I do favor Pereira. So I like the Pereira side. He did miss weight today, guys, by four pounds. Oh. Um, fighter. So that weight, weight loss miss at altitude mm. – Again, interesting. Right? Yeah, very interesting. But Stephen Thompson's not a finisher, so I don't think Thompson's going to finish Pereira unless Pereira is completely gassed, which he has gassed in one previous UFC fight, dancing to the octagon, if you remember, Tommy. Um, yeah. So it could be a boring at-distance kickboxing <laughs> That's match, an, yeah. um, which I fear. But if Pereira hurts him and is the more physical, aggressive wrestler and doesn't gas, I would see Pereira winning. Okay, so final calls, Mickey? Um, yeah, I'm sticking with, with, uh, Pereira, I, a lot of great points. You know, I don't, I don't think Wonderboy has fallen off or anything. I just, I just think I just, you know, my gut feeling is, uh, Pereira. I'm on Pereira, man. I think Pereira's, you know, he's on a heater right now. I do think Wonderboy is not the same Wonderboy from, you know, the Rory McDonald fucking Hendricks days, but it's, it's enough for me to go Pereira, Mike. Tonight, 7 o'clock is the ceremonial weigh-in, so I want to see how Pereira looks and how he put the weight back on after such a big miss, mm -hmm. you know, before I make an official opinion. Sometimes that. those are intentional But I like misses. Pereira, guys. My initial read is Pereira DFS. I'm on Pereira with, like, a full fade on Stephen Thompson because even when he wins, like I yeah, said, he, he doesn't, doesn't score well. Unless Pereira completely gasses, but that would be late in the third. And if they don't have many strikes leading up to it, you know, so I'm kind of fading Thompson either way. Yeah, I'm yeah, with you guys. I, well, uh, one of you guys just said that that could be intentional. Yeah, um, I think it's intentional. I kind of, I tend to favor the guy who missed weight. Yes, me too. You know, yes, I think he didn't put didn't put uh, put that extra work in, and you know, I think that if you look at the numbers, a lot of times the guys who miss weight uh, tend to win more. Well, let me you ask do. you guys this real quick. I know we're a little over time here, so we'll be quick on the last fight here. <clears> but um, I, I think I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? So everything I do comes from like some backwards fucking backdoor angle, is what I would do to kind of zig underground tunnels. That's it, underground tunnels of children, Michael. What are you fixing that With thermostat? Cribs? You get a you get a little hot in there, Mikey. Just put the or you get a little cool because you shit all that weight. Um, I actually in this fight, this is such a big card, and there he's fighting so high up on the card that I wouldn't even give a shit about the purse as much as making sure I have a great performance and get the win on a card like this, which might break. I mean, we could be talking record breaking, you know, card here as far as performance viewers stuff like that. So that's why I kind of think. He misses there, but does he have a weight problem normally, Mike? Do you know? Pereira? Not a weight problem. He's I've never heard him miss division, weight, though, but he right? has a gassing problem. He has gas tank issues. And so that might be why. Yeah, I mean. Hey, well, hey, guys, just like the the altitude affects the fight, it really affects the weight cut because your body's out of sorts at altitude, and maybe you can't push as hard as the cardio, or your body's not recovering fast enough. Right, Mick? I mean, that's yeah. got to. Yeah, it could. It could be weight cut as well. 
I wish I could it, know. And it there were multiple be, fighters, guys, that missed weight, but one of them looked horrific, and neither of us had a bet on it. But this uh, Salvador, I mean, he looked absolutely horrific, which puts me on for Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's yeah. The I think it's it's such the the altitude is such a big variable on this card, and every card where there's altitude, and you know that the fact that he you know failed in the pre part it could be indicative of him not having the the cardio you know it, it could be him feeling the the altitude you know yeah. so yeah I, I i guess i guess that does put a little bit of a, a question mark on Pereira. i want to believe it was intentional i want to believe it was intentional i would miss weight on a card like this i think for branding purposes a win over wonder <laughs> boy on a card like yeah, but this. your body your body's different tommy sweat you know well, what I'm I mean, my like, body's amazing i mean I, intentional meaning that maybe to fight camp pulled the plug like i would do that as a coach sometimes if you're right if he couldn't get there right yeah you know, I'm, not say, I'm not saying he went into the fight knowing to yeah, miss yeah. but if he wasn't close it's like yeah. don't grind yourself down and yeah be half I mean, happens. your body stops sweating sometimes the next fight, we're going to go right back to the same name, final fight, Pereira, except a different Pereira here. We got Alex Pereira versus Jan Blachowicz. Mickey Gall, what do we like here? Big Jan versus uh, Alex Pereira. Um, so, you know, I'm a big – I like I like uh, Pereira a lot. I like his team. Another AMA alum, Plinio Cruz, uh, is always out, rocking with him. And, uh, you know, trains with Glover Teixeira, future Hall of Famer. Um, but it pains me. I, I like I like Jan in the fight. Mm. I like Jan. I, I, I remember – it's actually funny. Uh, I remember on a couple of, like, uh, fight weeks I had in the past with LJ Raboli and Dorian Price, uh, they were kind of like – like, not shitting on Jan, but just didn't think he'd be all that he became. So it's kind of like an inside joke between us. Can't go. It's hard to go against that Polish power. We saw Izzy out wrestle um, Pereira, and Pereira. we saw yeah uh, out wrestle Alex Pereira, and we saw uh, Jan out wrestle Izzy. So if we're doing using MMA math, uh, I think um, you know a smart game plan for Jan would be to be he should have been wrestling all. Talk the shit out of him. Yeah, he, I think I think that's his the his easiest path to victory. If he employs that, I think uh, you know. It, I I I see it for uh, for Young. That's so funny. Could be, and it could that. be a finish too. He could he could you know get him in a position where he's right, you know, and throwing ground and pound. And yeah. Sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or just funny, get Mike. a or just a accumulation stoppage. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Hundred percent. I mean, Mike. I looked at this kind of the same way Mickey just said. Where I think if Jan uh, does the right thing and just wrestle fucks him and just tries to you know stay close to him, take him to the ground, I like this uh, Jan Blahovich by points plus three fifty, and I think if it doesn't happen, I like um, Pereira by knockout. So I'm actually might bet both. I might bet Pereira by knockout plus two hundred and Blahovich by points plus three fifty. Is that? I know you don't do that. You don't like to kind of middle that thing, but how do you see this going? I mean, the logical bet is Jan Blahovitz. I mean, you know, Mickey touched on, you know, about the paths to victory and whatnot. But yeah, Jan's definitely a dominant wrestler and jujitsu guy. And interestingly enough, the roadmap to beat Jan is to be a bigger, more physical and better wrestler and grappler. And that's the case with Pereira's coach, Gleiber Teixeira. Um, he can tell 
Pereira to do that game plan, but can he physically do yeah, it? No. Uh, Blahovitz can also strike with Pereira, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, he just had a great fight you against think so? Yeah. Um, he's got that head in the Polish power, like Mickey said. And, of course, he has got hit a lot. If he decides to go in there and kickbox, he can get flamed and lose. Um, I think it's too big of a fight, and he's a former champion, and he has the tools to win and wrestle. And the best wrestler that Pereira faced was Michelidis who kind of like put it on him in the wrestling department. Pereira could make bounds fast, but think about this too, Mickey. Pereira was such a world champion kickboxer for so long and never even dreaming of wrestling in jiu-jitsu. And even though he's getting a master class now, how hard is it for him to catch up and be able to say out-wrestle Blahovitz? I would say it's zero chance, right? Maybe defend yeah. a couple of takedowns is a good chance, but he's most likely going to be taken down. And then if he's put flat on his back, I'm sure they drilled it, you know, with Teixeira, and maybe he has a trick or two. And if he gets up, but then if Blahovitz takes him down that second time, I don't think he gets up again. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think Jan's wrestling really should be the the dominant factor in this fight. I think honestly, from a and this is the last fight, and we'll wrap up here. Uh, by the way, thank you for the donation in the chat there. Who is that? City Pizza. Uh, I'm 51 minutes behind, but here's my money because this is a golden arguing. I guess that was me and Bill were screaming at each other. Bill should wear a heart rate monitor, live tweets during the show. Um, Bill's Mikey, in the trainer's office. He's got a fucking yeah. ace wrap on his ass. Yeah, he's a fucking disaster. He just set my whole TVs up. He just set up four TVs in my living room. There's um, there's another yeah. donation, too, from Anthony Zora. Uh, so oh, that's Anjo. He he donated 10 bucks for the Ritter Fund and tell them. Let's go, them. Desmond Ritter Fund. By the way, Constantino, have you seen my Ritter collection? These are all my Desmond Ritter cards. Did you get them uh, already? I 50, saw a picture the other day in the chat. 57 of them. I make it rain on myself. You're going to do a wall, you said, right? I'm fucking have a stripper pole and just have You're gonna do a wall? throw you cards wall. at me as I fucking strip. Uh, I'm doing a wall. wall. I'm doing a whole wall. I'm going to have Mickey's face in the middle <laughs> and then fucking Desmond Ritter all face. around it. It's a good face. It's Look a at good this. fucking face. Look at this. You know you made it when you're on the back of a t-shirt like this. I mean, I mean, what's hey. better? What's better? What's I mean, better? come on now. I mean, come I'll on. I'll show you what's better. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> so, uh, so I think Mike for DFS. Last thing on this, I think both of these guys. I don't know what the prices are in Blahovich and Pereira. I'm assuming they're like the same because the fight's minus one fifteen, and they usually price them around seven k or whatever. I think you got to finish in line here potentially, but I think both of these guys are potential for DFS because I think if Alex wins, it's a head kick and a fucking knockout in the first couple rounds. And if Blahovich wins, you're probably going to get five takedowns and accrue points over the course of four or five rounds. So I think both these guys are probably going to score on DraftKings. I wouldn't, I wouldn't well, stack I'll, them. I'll tell you what. But... I'll tell you one argument. The first off, you nailed it with the price point. It's eighty two hundred eight thousand, the most evenly okay. lined. However, one step above and below them is the main event with Poirier Gaethje, which is the only five yeah, round fight a, on the card. You got to stack that. Card. And I can see a scenario where they score one. One scores well, and the other doesn't. And what you're talking about, but both can kind of score well in the main event. So I'll be more on there. But in a scenario where Blahovitz does what we all just said he's going to do, you take him down and control him. Pereira is not going to be able to score points. So right. that would no, you got to pick a side. Things. Yeah, you got to pick a side. I think the way I would play this, I would in DraftKings, I would play Gaethje and Poirier. I'd stack that fucking main event fight. Just hope it goes to the wall. Hope it goes four rounds with those two beating the fucking brains out of each other's ears. And then I would put one lineup with Blahovich, hoping for a five round rinse repeat fucking takedown event, and one fight uh, I'd put Pereira in the other one, hoping for a flash head kick knockout in the second round, uh, and getting that hundred points there. So. That would be my piece. 
We are overtime. We are done, but it was worth it because we had the great Mickey Gall on with us and a much slimmer, sexier Mike Constantino. Mike, are you tanning? Are you going to the tanning salon? No. You're lying. I, I know you're not going outside. He's Italian. It's the summer. I get the I, fuck out of here. I take, I'm tanning him all the time. I take my coffee in the mornings outside. You have been tanning. You GTL'd. It's called having fucking kids and after, going to kick a soccer ball in a park. Yeah, it's okay. Dad shit. It's the dad after one. you two set me up on the Slick and Thick podcast to bash the Jersey Shore, and then I meet fucking Bohemoth Rogers. Nobody three set days you up. Later. You are a, a wild stallion, you and Mickey fucking, and Gerard are trying to pull you back. Fucking assholes, both of you. But uh. Slick Mick the ruler, baby. I'm going to see you soon. You're going to be up here. Me, you, and Mike will be going out for drinks and talking about Hell some big yeah. things that we're going to be filling every in on shortly, probably in October. Uh, the three of us have some big monstrous things that we are going to be presenting to you, and you will want to be involved, and you'll be able to be involved. But Mickey Bill does Ru- Medellin, and here Mickey comes Tommy. Does and along comes Tommy. And along comes uh, Tommy. Bloom, blow off hookers' asses in Columbia. Uh, let's do final words here. Evan Hand, we lost Bill Rupp. I told him he could leave because he looked pretty bored. The heart rotten, the, the bill rate fucking boredom meter was impeccable. Evan. Oh, he's heckling yeah. you in the chat. Just so I don't give right. a fuck. I don't he listen left, to that. He left to heckle you. He limped off set. He's the third guy the from the, he's the third guy from the left on the evolutionary chart. The one whose knuckles are barely off the ground. Do you think I care what he says? Someone, I love when he makes fun of you, though. It's great. So Evan, I'll, I'll final words. on that one. Fuck her up. Evan, final words for you. Uh, Sammy Bosa in the chat, when Bill was still here, said, LOL, Bill looks like he's on timeout. So that's when I put the meter up there. Um, <laughs> but rigged. Rigged. All right. Constantino, final words. Altitude. A lot of violence yes. tomorrow. Altitude. Bet the unders. Bet the unders. I'm going to try and rustle up some stats over the next couple of days on the performance of the unders. But uh, well, I only got one day because the fight's tomorrow. You have less than 24 hours. That is true. That is true. And I'm not going to do it anyway. So I just said that to look cool because you're never going to hold me accountable to anything I say because I just say a bunch of random shit. And I'm already drinking moonshine. You like this glass, Mick? I can oh, get you Jesus. a couple of these Grey Goose glasses. Look oh, at that. That's a Grey Goose bottle as a glass. Top Bill can make that. I saw that hack on TikTok. Fucking Bill's retarded. Mickey I, Ball, I bet he has a words. shop. Does Bill have a shop like where you can go make things? Bill, Bill he has an Etsy. I mean, he should. Yeah. He should. Tinkers he should, in the garage. He should have an Etsy, a TikTok also, shop. Also, next week's schedule, Tommy. Uh-huh. What, you guys going to be on Twitter? I don't know. Why are you gone? Yes, you've known this for a month now. I don't listen to any of you. You understand that. I live in a fucking blender. I, I need a 37-hour day to keep up. Are you gone the whole week or just whole like week. two days? Whole week. Whole week? Whole week. Am I paying you for that week? I am, aren't I? Fuck. All right, good. Have fun with your girl. Mickey Gall, final words. Final words. Love you guys. Big kiss. Looking forward to seeing you in uh, a week. That's right. We'll be here. Mick will be up. We'll all be hanging out. For Bill Rupp, Joey Rackets, hopefully getting rained out in Baltimore, watching the fucking Yankee game. Evan Hand, Mickey Gall, Mike Constantino. I am Tommy G. Get signed up for the Mayhem Drafts in Vegas. Get signed up for four deep bets. And make sure you go subscribe right now. Don't fucking just say it. Don't just hear me. Go hit the subscribe button on the Slick and Thick podcast immediately, you fucking losers. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. <laughs> what? Let's go! Come on! <laughs>